This is this is Technologies Employee Podcast. Podcast. Plugged in. This is plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Hi, and welcome back to Plugged In. Today's topic continues the discussion around the fatigue management plan. We have spoke on this a couple times in recent faith communications, both on the M3 and in the safety bulletin, and really want to continue that conversation today to make sure that employees understand that we have a safety first environment always and really help ensure that employees understand what measures are in place and the rights that they have in um, the ownership of their own safety. On the phone to talk to us more about this topic is Rocky Roulette, who is Vice President of Safety. Thanks so much for joining us, Rocky. All right, thank you. You've been able to speak a couple times on podcast episodes, but if you don't mind knowing how many people we have joining the organization every week, taking just a moment to introduce yourself and provide a little background on your role within Faith. Sure. So uh, again, I'm Rocky Roulette. I'm the Vice President of Safety for Faith. We have a you know very large logistically spread out safety team throughout the country. We have a very good career path in the safety department from directors to senior safety managers to local safety managers to on-site safety professionals to you know meet not only the needs of the company but but for our customers and clients and help manage manage that very large diverse team based out of our Lenexa Kansas office but travel accordingly wherever we need to go to help support our overall safety efforts and with safety being one of our core values you know the uncompromised focus on keeping people safe we can continue to look at what we're doing find ways to not only improve our programs but the engagement of our people around the country great so as Jessica mentioned we did bring you on here to talk a little bit more about the fatigue management so do you want to kind of start us out by talking about what fatigue really means or being a fatigued worker really means? Yeah, so um, you know, the, the definition of fatigue based on what, what's out there is the state of impaired physical or mental performance and lowered alertness. So influences on this could include but not limited to improper sleep patterns, physical or mental activity, how long it takes you to recover. The, the time of day and length of time you're awake, all this has to do with fatigue. And, you know, what we're trying to do is plan around that. You know, there, there's not a, a true number that's out there that's set in place by any regulatory agencies that, that we work under. The Department of Transportation and, you know, some of the aviation groups, they have some set numbers in place. But from a construction industry side, there's really not a true number out there. So what we're, what we're really trying to do is work on a plan to put each project to put in place and properly implement this plan. Look at what the risk controls are in place, plan the, the hours, the rest, the shifts, and everything like that accordingly, and it varies from place to place. So to start this off, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at from a t- fatigue management procedure policy. Yeah, so you started to touch on this, but I want to just kind of add to it. When I took some time to review the fatigue management plan, one of the things that stood out to me most was that it's a little bit different than most of our other policies in the fact that it acknowledges that that plan is going to be specific to a site and that it could change or evolve over time and be influenced by the number of employees on site, the number of trades on site, the time of year, things like that, that really provides a lot of freedom for on-site leadership and crews to be able to 
to build a plan that's going to meet the needs of their project and, you know, the people that are on it. But it may also create some questions surrounding, you know, what should a fatigue management plan look like? Are there any key areas that somebody should be considering when building a plan? Yeah, I think we're, you know, this, this process should start even, even all the way to the bid side of the job. What are we putting in for time? How many people, you know, when is this work going to be completed? Is it a normal daytime shift? Is it going to have to be a swing shift that captures part of the day or all the way even to night shifts or, you know, something that's after hours? You know, a lot of our, a lot of our bodies aren't, you know, designed to take this night shift if we've been working on days for 5, 10, 20 years. So there's some, some things that everybody has to look at, whether it's the PM, the, the pre-con manager, you know, even the safety team member. What's this shift going to look like? Who's going to be working on it? What are the, the temperatures at the time? Is it outside work versus inside work? Is it conditioned air building or open air? So these are all things that they need to consider early on and put a plan in place. Um, it doesn't do anybody any good from a safety standpoint or a productive standpoint to just say, hey, we're going to go out there and work till we get it done. We're going to lose a lot of productivity as well as put people in some unsafe situations that they shouldn't be in. So. So from the conception of the job to the design and before the boots on the ground, we need to have an idea of what this time frame, what this schedule is going to look like and what we need to do to combat any of the unsafe issues that we could run across when it's related to fatigue. Yeah, I think on the M3, what Mike said, he said, you know, know your limitations. And I think that's super important with these fatigue management plans. Everybody really needs to know their limitations and speak to their supervisors if they are feeling that fatigue and see what that plan is for those procedures. So I think that's great. Yeah, and I think we, we, we talk about it quite a bit on the personal accountability when it comes to safety. And, and this is this is no different. Each individual is the same. Their fitness levels are, are, are not the same. Their fitness levels are different. Um, their ability to work, how they're conditioned to that are different. You might have a younger individual that's out there, but he's not conditioned to work like some of the, the veteran folks are. So they need to know their own limitations and need to understand that they have the, the responsibility, not just the authority, to go to their direct supervisor, their workforce manager, a member of the safety team and says, hey, I need a day or I need a day off, I need a weekend, I'm, I'm wore down, not being productive, I'm not feeling, my, feeling myself, I'm tired, I'm not getting to sleep, I'm not going to eat well, wh whatever the factors are, but have that responsibility to, and, and, and even courage, if you will, to go have that conversation. There's not a single individual in a leadership role of faith that's going to talk down to someone, they approach them with that type of scenario. So that's where we, we gotta we gotta kinda get past the mantra of I'm gonna just power through and get it done. You know, that doesn't do anybody any good if we're trying to get out there and provide the safest environment for our employees as well as the best work product for the customers we're working for. Agreed. Well said. Yeah, this I mean this isn't a new policy. It's one that's been in place for for quite some time, but it plays such an important role in personal accountability to keeping yourself and those around you safe. In terms of the fatigue management policy itself, do you want to help employees understand where they can find more details surrounding that? Yeah, so this plan has been, or this policy has been in place for 
you know, we've had it in place for several years. It's not something that we've we've communicated out as probably as good as we should. It's out there. It's it's a requirement for some of our clients and customers that we have a plan in place. You know, kind of the sticky point that comes into it is a lot of people want us to throw true numbers to this, saying someone can only work blank amount of hours in this many days. And like we mentioned earlier, it's that's not the same. It's not going to be consistent across the board. So this plan, it can be found out on the portal underneath the safety department and the procedures section of, of the portal. It's actually um, section 40 in the safety manual so it is out there you know part of this we go over like the introduction of what the what that policy is and we also hit on some definitions what a fatigue assessment is what fit for duty is and then we go down kind of the time frame in the policy so there's there's a few bullet points in there we talk about in the in the plan for that particular job what are the work hours are they going to include overtime should we limit that is there adequate rest periods between working shifts what kind of shift schedules should be in place you know we are um, using equipment that are provided to the employees to assist in like large movement of items repetitions forklifts things like that do we need to add more of them to reduce the impact of the fatigue of the employee all these things go into place and then any other assessments that need to be done along the way are the breaks that we're giving them is it giving them enough time to recover to get over and to help reduce the fatigue and then also where we cover quite a bit the, the diet nutrition side making sure they're taking care of themselves before they come to work you, you can't just go drink a red bull and eat a couple of donuts and think you're going to be able to perform the next day you know you got to look at yourself like like an athlete getting ready to go play a a, a game on monday night or sunday if, if nfl you know they take care of themselves the day before they make sure they're hydrated and that that helps with how they're going to react in the fatigue situation as well so those are things that we need to make sure they include on the job site policy and then then training not only train the individuals that are going to be putting this plan in place but the the foreman the leads the mentors on a job make sure the sses understand that this policy is in place and they have the responsibility and the ability to help not only design this plan, but make sure it's implemented properly and people are following it. And, and if we see signs that fatigue setting in, we need to adjust the plan as we go along and, you know, communicate that out to the workforce, make sure they're participating, um, supervision's up to, up to speed. And, and again, kind of end it with the reporting standpoint, whether it's the superintendent seeing something that's not right and just saying, hey, we need to shut this job site down for the day and let everybody go back and recover or an individual just personally coming up and saying, hey, I need a day or I need an hour or, hey, I've, I've done everything I can today for faith. I've, I've tapped out for the day. They have that ability to do that and they just need to make sure that they're not afraid to, to step in and let their superintendent know that they're getting tired and they don't want to put their self or anybody else in harm's way. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Rocky, do you have any other announcements safety-wise that you'd like to share on the podcast today? Just a, a couple of things. We're really trying to put a lot bigger emphasis on our near-miss good catch program and are going to continue to identify some crews that are working around the country that are doing a good job catching these items, highlight them on the N3 calls. So, so any of that information that we can get in is just going to make us better. And when it, when it boils down to it, it's just to continue to plan our work properly. We have a great training program. We provide some of the best PPE out there. We, we do a lot of things really well. 
We just need to continue to plan the work and plan it safely and then follow that plan. And by doing this, it'll continue to help us reduce our incidents overall. You know, we're, we're having a very good year so far and we want to make sure it's better. So we're about halfway through the year and we want to make a big push to finish this year strong and again, keep pushing the bar on what's able to be done from a work safe standpoint as well as a productivity standpoint. Absolutely. Very well said. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Rocky. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Plugged In, everyone. As always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or the episode, please email us at communications at faithtechnologies.com. And remember, you can now add Plugged In to your mobile device. So head out to the podcast section on the homepage of the portal for full instructions on how to do so. Our next episode will be released the Monday after July 4th. So make sure you have a great holiday and stay safe. Bye-bye. Plugged in.